You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Recapping Wild Card Weekend, next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers, and I'm joined by... FSWA Hall of Famer, Dave Richard. Congratulations, Dave. If you watched the full episode of Fantasy Football today or listened to the podcast, you heard Dave announced as a Fantasy Sports Writers Association Hall of Famer. It's well-deserved. Dave's one of the best people in the industry. And hmm. Dave, I know you get uncomfortable with, with accolades and attention, so we won't linger too much on it. I know you just want to talk about football. That's that's my thing. That's how I got into the that's what you got. That's what Hall got of you Fame there. in the first place. All right. Well, we're we had some good games, man. I mean, the last game, yeah, but we had some really good games. Yeah, the Saturday and Sunday games were great. A Monday night wild card game turns out nobody Mm, was ready for that one. It didn't work out for anybody except for the Cowboys. Dak Prescott looked pretty awesome, but we'll start there. And I wanted to ask you about Tom Brady. Obviously, we don't know what uh, what his plans are for 2023. Whether he's going to return, whether he's going to return to the Buccaneers, or whether he's going to return to some other team. But I guess what we'll start with is just if Tom Brady doesn't return. Do you have much hope for this Buccaneers offense? It sounds like they're going to fire Byron Leftwich. Don't know who's going to replace him as the offensive coordinator, but a lot of questions for Tampa Bay. There's just a ton of unknowns. I mean, yep. literally, they they could have a new starting quarterback, new starting running back, potentially a new starting perimeter wide receiver. I don't think they're necessarily going to have a new starting tight end. I think Kate Otten is going to be who they deal with. They've got some interesting pieces in place on the offensive line, too. So we'll see how they go about maneuvering this offseason, complete with a new offensive coordinator, maybe a new head coach on top of it. But it's going to be one of those teams that might look drastically different. And usually when we see that, it takes them a while to gel and and become a cohesive unit for fantasy purposes. So there is some intrigue and also some potential despair coming out of what would be Northwest Florida, Tampa Bay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, technically the University of South Florida is in Tampa, but you being from the real South Florida, you know that that's a misnomer. Uh, Let's talk about Trevor Lawrence. Going into this game, I I wrote for the FFT newsletter about how, you know, which Trevor Lawrence would show up, I guess, because he had that five-game stretch where he looked like a top-five quarterback. And then he only had three multi-touchdown games in his other 12 games this season. So real up and down and... Well, that continued in the wild card game. Four interceptions in the first half, four passing touchdowns in the second half. It was a, yeah. a tale of two halves. What do you? How do you feel about Trevor Lawrence? It's been such a weird season for him. It has been a weird season, but I think he really started to get it going toward the end of the regular mm-hmm. season, and I think the stats more or less back that up. I think there's no question that he will be regarded as a top eight type of fantasy quarterback. No chance he's going to be in that main tier of QB ones. Mm-hmm. You'll see drafted late round one, early round two, round three. Man, he's not going to be there. He'll be after Justin Fields. Might be after Lamar Jackson as well. Depends on what happens to him this offseason. But I do think that Trevor Lawrence is a very talented quarterback. You saw it in the second half, 18 of 23 passing all those touchdowns that you mentioned. And, oh, by the way, yep. he's getting Calvin Ridley added to his receiving core for 2023. I think there's all kinds of great potential for him. He's a sneaky rusher as well. Might end up contributing 200 rushing yards and a couple of touchdowns. He contributed the two-point conversion 
uh, in the playoff game against the Chargers. Really do see him as somebody who can be a, a good fantasy quarterback, just not one of the elite of the elite. Yeah, at least not yet. He's got another leap that he has to take, I think, to get there, especially with with the consistency, as we saw on Saturday night. So let's move on to some winners and losers from Wildcard Weekend. And Dave, why don't you give us a winner? I've got a winner and a loser from the same game. The winner is going to be Dak Prescott. He went into this game against Tampa Bay. Man, he looked terrible. Some real mind-boggling interceptions, and then he comes against the Bucs defense. They've got a good pass rush. They've got some good members of their secondary, and he just absolutely laid waste to them. You saw it, four passing touchdowns, even ran for 24 yards and another touchdown. I I didn't check before our show, Chris. It might have been his best game statistically ever to have five total touchdowns in a huge playoff game, played confidently, got a ton out of his tight end, got a ton out of receivers, not just C.D. Lamb, but also Michael Gallup as well. I think this will be the type of game that fantasy managers need to remember when they go into their drafts. And maybe after Trevor Lawrence is picked and you need a quarterback, maybe you're one of the last four teams in your league to get a quarterback. Oh, boo-hoo-hoo, you're going to get Dak Prescott. And the way that he played in this game, different from how we finished the season, but obviously we've seen potential from him to play well previously. He can do it again next year. Yeah, one thing for Dak Prescott as well is, you know, he kind of slots into that good, not great fantasy quarterback range. But, you know, if the Cowboys defense took a step back next season, I think that would only help him. They've been so good defensively the last couple of seasons that they haven't had to throw the ball as much as they used to. But we've seen this offense when he's rolling and when they have to play in high scoring games, he can put up big numbers. So there is some room for him to be better than he has been the last couple of seasons. Let's get a loser from you. It's been nine straight years where Mike Evans has caught for over a thousand yards this past year. His third lowest touchdown number, only six on the season, really had a sloppy year. There were a lot of Mm -hmm. games where he had drops. There was a bad drop in the playoff game against Dallas. Now you're going to give him another quarterback, a different quarterback, not necessarily a huge upgrade. We don't know who it's going to be, but I wonder if we're starting to see the end of Mike Evans as a Mm -hmm. quality fantasy wide receiver. I'm not even talking about elite. We're talking a couple of tiers down from there where he's just going to be someone that fantasy managers who aren't prepared on draft day, they see the name Mike Evans. Mm -hmm. They remember all those big games that he's had, all those double-digit touchdown seasons, and they take him in round two or round three. And, man, what a huge mistake that's going to be next year. So I'm already anticipating Mike Evans, unless something unforeseen happens where he either stays in Tampa Bay and they get a great quarterback or he moves on to a different squad. That's when I think you could see Mike Evans end up maybe still redeeming himself and being good as a top 20 type of fantasy receiver. But otherwise, I think the bus case is pretty strong. I hate to say it because the guy has been talented. He's a good guy off the field, but he'll be 30 years old in his 10th NFL season. It's tough to expect big numbers from Big Mike. That actually makes me feel really old that Mike Evans in his 10th NFL season. Me too. All right, that's going to do it for fantasy football. How about today I was five. nine years into this job when he was a rookie. Oh, gosh, Brent. I think I'm 11 years into this. Jeez. All right, that's enough. I feel old. We'll be back tomorrow to talk some tight end rankings on FFT and five. We'll see you then. <laughs>